Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome on into the Yankees Go Yard Podcast. The only Yankees podcast gets you Bronx bombed on a weekday afternoon. Coming at you live on a Tuesday as the MLB playoffs roll on without the New York Yankees. Man, it, uh, we're usually doing these angry shows. Uh, we ain't got nothing on Dodgers fans today. We got. I did the audit show last time. I screamed. My I think I saw a lung fall out and I was like, I'm pretty much done emoting about the New York Yankees for a while. I'm still good. I stand by everything we said in the last show. If the audit's a sham, then the team's offseason is a sham. But, uh, man, it really is hard to win in the postseason. You can put together a 100-win team, 105-win team, 111-win team, and if you just don't have that it factor, you go home quickly. As the Los Angeles Dodgers are in the process of learning, their fans are apoplectic, and we say welcome to the club Maybe welcome to the couch. It's a very familiar vibe, but they certainly don't have any of the Yankees' current regrettable non-Yankees on their roster because I don't want anything to do with the current dog. Freddie Freeman, I'm good right now. Mookie Betts, even, that's okay. All good, not my issue. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, very sorry that you have soup for a shoulder, but you are uh, not prepared to pitch in the postseason right now. Um, For once, we are not at the bottom of the power-ranking totem pole. The Yankees are doing... A-OK, chilling over here. Um, we're not waiting for the team to make a statement. Some people have been tweeting this week. Talk about, we had a segment last week that was like the narrative we're sick of this week. Some people have been tweeting this week like uh, a week after the regular season and still silence from the Yankees. What, what do you want them to hold a press conference in the middle of the playoffs and be like, uh, that season sucked? Like I, I, We got a lot of time for that. I don't think you're allowed to call this a silent offseason when even tampering isn't open. We don't know what tampering they're doing. Uh, but plenty of former Yankees still making noise in the postseason. We're going to rank the ones we're happiest for, most upset about their existence, plus one regret that uh, displayed itself pretty clearly in this year's ALDS. The Shohei Otani Red Sox buzz getting weird, dissolving a little bit. The Athletic made a big pile of Yankees offseason predictions that we're going to dissect one by one. And the Yankees could finally get got in a free agency pursuit by Steve Cohen after so many years of waiting for his money to render the Yankees irrelevant in some free agent chase. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review, mailbag question. We appreciate all of it. Welcome to the show live. We're here every Monday and Thursday, typically 2 o'clock Eastern. But, of course, we adjusted for the holiday. Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Uh, a lot of great off-season content coming up. If we're not live, there's still going to be more stuff on the feed. Should have an interview with a former Yankee coming to you this week. Uh, and a fan favorite. So stay tuned for that on the feed. Uh, that's what we call quality offseason content, folks. But welcome to the show now to talk offseason and to talk a special offer from the folks at Bet365, my co-host, Thomas Carinante. I got you, everybody. Bet365 is here. They just dropped a new offer for the MLB postseason. Ever heard of it? In full swing right now. Uh, new users who register with our code, it's called YGY Betting. Are, el- are now eligible to receive $150 in bonus bets. All you have to do is deposit $10 or 
place a $5 wager on any game. Once that first best bets, once that first bet settles, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets. Even if you lose, just make sure to use that code YGY betting at sign up. Um, can't stress this enough by using that code YGY betting. Not only will you get those $150 in bonus bets, but you'll be supporting us and that'll help us deliver you all the news and entertainment you need this offseason as it pertains to Yankees news, Yankees rumors, Yankees buzz, and overall baseball stuff. We're going to talk a lot of outside Yankees realm uh, today, especially throughout the offseason, because not everything um, that directly concerns this team uh, is something you should know about. We got we got to talk about everything. So if you haven't signed up for Bet365 yet, please join with the code YGY betting and place that first bet. This offer is available to new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the episode descriptions for full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. Um, who would you have bet on last night? That's my I, question. Uh, that Diamondbacks win was shocking to me. Absolutely. Um, and also over in the first inning. Yeah. Again, another one. Like, hey, what? Clayton Kershaw, look, again, he's got like uh, – you know, slow roasted pork butt in his right shoulder. So it's, or left shoulder, left right shoulder, shoulder too. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Um, so like, I didn't expect him to get just bludgeoned and the Dodgers to get taken out of game one as quickly as they did, but it didn't surprise me. It shouldn't surprise anybody that Clayton Kershaw didn't have it right now. He shouldn't even really be pitching, yeah. but the Dodgers don't have alternatives. And part of that is like, Hey, don't employ multiple time domestic violence offender Julio Urias. If you don't want him to, commit domestic violence at a time that's inconvenient for your trade deadline. So no yeah. for the Dodgers there, but I did not expect Bobby Miller to come out yesterday and just give up a three spot in the first load the bases with no outs in the first. There's no worse way other than immediate grand slam for that inning to have unfolded for the Dodgers hopes uh, bases loaded. Nobody out, you know, walk infield bunt, single line drive, single, then two productive outs. And so you're kind of like, all right, I mean, we got two outs. I'm no longer on the edge of my seat. We're close to getting out of it. And then the backbreaker, two out, Ruby single. It's three nothing instead of two nothing. And then you're like really dead. They had the bases loaded and one out and all the momentum in the world in the middle of that game, down 4-2. James Outman, their star rookie, horrible at bat and and messed up game one, too, with a play that he makes 100 times out of 100. Yeah. Misjudging a fly ball in center. He's been a supreme goat. And uh, Colton Wong somehow takes the most important app out of that game and dribbles over to the right side. That is, uh, and it has led to Dodgers fan takes that sound like every Yankees fan take that you've heard for the past decade times like 10,000. Because yeah. uh, they have been better than the Yankees since 2017, for sure, objectively. 100 wins annually. Uh, they made they sent the Diamondbacks so far into the rearview mirror, they just look like a speck this year. They, they beat them by 16 games in the West. And October lights turn on. Uh, not only, you know, Kershaw, sure, Bobby Miller, he's a rookie. The pitching depth's not there. I get it. But Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts, two of the players you envy the most, maybe, as an outsider. Man, I wish I'd have those guys on my team. Betts is like two for his last 40 in the playoffs. Freeman looks at a curveball down the middle. And that was, was crazy. Yesterday's game. Like, lights go on. They turned off. And, and so they're as angry and as cosmically confused as we were for this entire duration of the season it doesn't make sense and now they're out there spouting like it just they put on the dodger uniform and they fail which is what we've been saying for yeah. years at least when we do it we're in the alcs and it's houston every time or we don't make the playoffs 
we have not had just a DS flame out like this in a while. And they're about to yeah. do it three years in a row. Um, so of all the former Yankees you're envious of or you're eyeing this year and you're ranking people you wish you still had, I mean, they're pretty much all on the Texas Rangers. Uh, there are really no Dodgers who I'm envious of in any capacity right now because that shit's brutal. Yeah, I uh, this is worth talking about at the top because very difficult stuff. And I don't there is I don't like pointing and laughing at other fan bases unless it's uh, fan bases that we you know directly clash with. Yeah. Um and uh, watching the Dodgers do this is just rough stuff. Um, it's just it's just sad. It's yeah. like, it, it does feel bizarre. I, I said, I think, uh, on the Baseball Insiders that, like, look, I'm not a Braves fan, but if the Braves went out after this season with this offense in the first round, I would briefly kind of just feel ripped off. Like, Yeah. Oh, uh, my God. If they lost yesterday, you would have been like, what is yeah. happening with my You would have just said what's happening. You would have yeah. been like, well, what's the point of building anything if yeah. that team with the 1927 Yankees offense is just going to bow out without scoring? They almost got no hit yesterday. I now, know. they woke up. They're telling a different story today. But, it. I mean, this postseason, even the first week of it, has definitely made you question, like, all the times we've yelled at Brian Cashman when he's like, look, you can't predict it. We we had the bats when we got hurt. You're like, shut the fuck up, loser. Build a better team. And <laughs> watching the Braves go out sad, it, it appeared. And watching the Dodgers go out so sad, it really does make you go, man, what is the point? If, like, Evan Carter is going to determine the whole postseason, a guy the Rangers called up in August yeah. on a LARP is the best player in October this year so far. Yeah, and I mean, look at the Dodgers. Like, the Diamondbacks finished the year losing – four straight and they scored three total runs in those games they almost blew a playoff spot they gave the astros the Literally AL gave West. The, yeah. yeah they gave the astros the division they nearly choked their way out of the playoffs if the cubs didn't have one of the most like people haven't talked about that either pretty historic embarrassing fall for the cubs when they kind of had it all lined up for themselves they had somewhat favorable matchups they didn't get the job done the diamondbacks kind of just fall into that last playoff spot they are not hot whatsoever and then all of a sudden they're punching back against the Brewers and their really good pitching staff. Inexplicably, it's inex- like th- this is the po- this is the part of the postseason that you can't explain. And um, you know there are a couple of troubling aspects of the Dodgers situation that you probably need to um, point out here. It's more of the same story for them over the last decade ish. I am envious of their just overall success. They built. They have a very good organization. They usually make the right decisions, but um, they are probably, you know, the laughing stock of the greater MLB community uh, when it comes to October baseball. They have 2020, the World Series championship. I mean, in my head, that's uh, that is not an asterisk championship in yeah. a lot of other people's heads is it, it is, though. And um, it it. it it does have some validity to it when you realize that every time the Dodgers have like these larger moments with fans in the stands or faced with a tough road game or whatever it may be when the stakes are elevated and everything is that much more pressure filled, they kind of do just flame out. And they almost flamed out in the world series by blowing that game four, which was like one of the worst blown games in world series history. Um, And now we're seeing it against an 84 win diamondbacks team who finished 16 games behind them in the standings this year. Uh, the Dodgers went eight and five against them. Merrill Kelly before that win um, on Saturday was 0 for 11 lifetime against the Dodgers. So it's very bizarre and very troubling. And um, 
I think at least it should, you know, um, give Yankees fans, uh, I guess, do I want to say comfort? I don't know. It does make you feel like you're not alone in this shit happening because it's insane. Like this is, there is no way to explain what's happening to the Dodgers right now. Like, yes, they had starting pitching problems. Everybody knew that, but even so a matchup of Clayton Kershaw at 75% and Bobby Miller probably was not too much worse than facing Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen in the first two games. And the Dodgers offense just needed to outperform. Look, the Diamondbacks put forth some good at bats. That home run off Ryan Brazier last night was, that was a good pitch. That was an insane home run by Loris Gurriel Jr. The 2022 Blue yeah. Jays showing up again. Yeah. <laughs> all, all the postseason. Gabriel Moreno, another fucking huge game. It's like, you losers. Um, yeah. Again, a rookie, like a rookie on the other side, uh, two rookies on the other side playing like they have been in the postseason for 10 straight years. So, um, you know, I, uh, I'm sorry for Dodgers fans because I think, uh, there is teams who have won the first two road games of a five game series or 28 and three in those series. Um, and the Dodgers aren't really known for comebacks outside of their, um, uh, 3-1 deficit against the Braves in the 2020 World Series, and they weren't faced really with any adversity from the fan um, side of things. And, you know, I, I know the Diamondbacks don't probably have the most rowdy fan base, but um, they'll be in Chase Field for the next two. And I don't know, I, I don't think that I don't think that plays into their strengths at all. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for all the ineptitude the Yankees um, have put forth in front of our eyes, um it could always kind of be worse, I guess. Missing the playoffs does suck, and I take no pride in that. But um, let's say you we were to lose um, the ALDS against – who would have advanced that would have pissed us off? I don't know. I don't think there's any comparable situation in the AL because the AL teams are kind of all better than the Diamondbacks. But, like, imagine the Blue Jays coming to town and just, like, taking two, the first two in Yankee Stadium, and you're just like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Twins turn the table on the Yankees instead. Yeah. I, I think, like, look, for all the, you know, the Dodgers are run by the smartest people in baseball. Yeah. Pretty That's uniformly. True. And yeah. they're falling flat like this. Uh, here's a lesson. Don't discount whatever essentials there are to team chemistry, even if, like, certain players just are going to outperform their peripherals and outperform their usefulness. And maybe they, you know, maybe you predict that their demise two years ahead of when it actually happens, Justin Turner leaving this Dodgers team ripped their heart out. And that's yeah. now extremely clear. Like yeah. last year, the Padres, a lineup full of superstars outgunned them in four games. Tony Gonsolin came back from injury. That was a pitching depth issue or whatever. This year, the team needed Justin Turner in the postseason. Last year, Justin Turner got hurt. Right. And like limped yeah. off the field and was taken down to the clubhouse. And then they wilted this year. They absolutely needed Justin Turner. All he did for Boston was cash in runners from third with less than two outs. Like he was expert at doing that. You lose him. And all of a sudden you're mixing and matching. You're sending Chris Taylor up there. Who's also hurt. Colton Wong is taking that a B like you're, you're losing the heart and soul of your team and not just the heart and soul of your team, but someone who is still a star offensive player at this age. So, I mean, lessons the Yankees can take from this. Like, yeah. don't, don't discount that. Like, if you're maybe trying to force Anthony Rizzo or DJ LeMahieu out the door this offseason, think twice before you do that. I don't think those guys are in the same category as Giancarlo Stanton right now, who, who like our commenters weigh in, like, hey, maybe if the Dodgers flatline, maybe they're looking first. I, I still think they're going to, 
probably look elsewhere before going to Giancarlo Stan. I think they're smarter than that. But yeah, um, yeah I mean, it, it's like that. That's a guy who, if if we let if we let Giancarlo Stan go, do you think the Yankees are taking the heart out of their roster? I, I wouldn't say that. But if they let someone like Rizzo walk, that clubhouse might clatter behind them. Even though you don't know what Rizzo can actually provide you yeah. on the field uh, this year. In, in terms of other Yankees who were watching float through the postseason. Uh, I think I just mostly wanted to uh, shout out to Nathan Evaldi, by the way, uh, as always, Jordan Montgomery was not very good in his division series appearance against the Orioles, but it didn't necessarily matter. Uh, Aaron Hicks may have lost a game for the O's by missing a sign in game one, but came back in game two with a huge hit before Baltimore lost control of that series. Uh, I don't know which Yankee you're watching. Uh, Aroldis Chapman like, is 30,000th on this list. Uh, even though he pitched a scoreless inning in game one of the DS, I still could not care less. He walked the first two batters he faced. His time is coming. Yeah, The time for, the time for reckoning is nigh. Aroldis Chapman still blows. Um, but I, I don't know who leads your list here, people you regret leaving most. But um, I did just want to sort of highlight honorable mention Pablo Lopez here, who – was never a Yankee, but could have been a Yankee last summer. We don't know what the package was. We know it got turned down. Uh, I'm reading Brian Hoke's book on Aaron Judge's home run chase. And Brian Cashman describes the Miami Pablo Lopez Glaber Torres trade talks as like not at the finish line, but just like, hey, he basically says something like, what do you want to know? Like we gave them names. They gave us names. We talked about it. Never got that close. Yeah, it was over. You want to believe him, you can believe him. Uh, but whatever Glaber Torres found out ahead of last year's trade deadline threw him off enough that he banned his family from talking about rumors, and he struggled uh, mightily in the month of August before writing the ship a little bit. Uh, Lopez was clearly available because he went to Minnesota for Luisa Rise this offseason, second baseman. So Torres for Lopez clearly wasn't on the table without some more prospect. Arise is a superior hitter to Glaber Torres at this point in time. Two-time batting champion in a row. Uh, but maybe if the Yankees wanted to include Oswald Peraza last year instead of yanking him around between AAA and the majors this year, they might have gotten their hands on Pablo Lopez, who rocked the Astros to sleep in Game 2 yeah. with its wins uh, and sent that series back to Tari Field tied 1-1. Still, I believe in the Astros till proven otherwise. I would feel like a fool if I came on the show and I was like, and he led the charge in knocking the Astros out of the postseason. I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, what Yankee have the Yankees tried over the last several years who can go to Houston, go to a raucous environment, go to a place where Jordan Alvarez refuses to make an out, <laughs> just refuses. It's crazy. He's hitting the pole. He's hitting him 420 feet. Like, I'd rather have him than Aaron Judge. I would, uh, based on what I'm seeing in October. Uh, and I'm prepared to defend that by just playing you highlights of him in October. I'm not yeah. saying Aaron Judge stinks. I'm just saying I'd rather have Jordan Alvarez. Give me the choice. Uh, but Lopez walks out of that hostile environment. The Astros did Astros things in game one. They look like they're going to sweep the Twins. And no, Minnesota, 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 not just any team, Minnesota in the playoffs gets a road split in Houston, sends it back to their house with a chance to finish the series in four. I don't think they're going to, and I think odds are Houston probably wins tonight. I, I think odds are, if you ask me what I think the most likely outcome is, I would say Houston in four. But Pablo Lopez did what no Yankee starter has been able to do in this entire era. And he's not a former Yankee, but he was around. He was in the orbit. 
We had a shot at him. And I don't disagree that, hey, there there might be a Glaber and Peraza for Lopez deal last year or even yeah. a Glaber and Volpe for Lopez deal, for Lopez plus prospect that I don't really want to think about, but I might be forced to think about as the Twins playoff run continues. Yeah, I'm, I, Lopez is a big one. I know, yeah, like you said, he's not a former Yankee, but again, if there was an opportunity to get that deal done and Brian Cashman was sitting there trying to minimize risk as he always does with all these trades and ended up jerking around the Marlins one too many times to the point where they said, hey, you know what, we'll take our business elsewhere. Admittedly frustrating. I was not high on a Pablo Lopez trade. I just thought he was I, I, I thought he was a good pitcher. I just didn't think he had proved enough. Yeah, um, or had, nor was I. Nor yeah, was I. Had, he didn't have that long of a track record. He had shoulder injury history. So it was like, eh, okay. Um, but, of course, go somewhere else shows that all of that is, it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, you're looking at the other moves the Yankees maybe didn't make, right? Carlos Correa is another one. Um, did we want Carlos Correa? For certain reasons, yes. For many other reasons, no. Nonetheless, the Yankees had the opportunity to do it. I don't know the details of that. We we have wondered in the past if Scott Boris would have entertained um, that type of short-term deal with a big market team um, just because uh, that seemed to – if that were to have happened, it would have kind of devalued you know bigger free agents and their leverage with teams that can actually pay. So – he pulled this deal off with the Twins. Nonetheless, the Yankees opened the door for that with the Donaldson trade and allowed them to essentially just get Correa to waltz onto the roster, and they immediately improved. So you do wonder about that. My eyes are always going to be on Monty solely because, um, look, Evaldi's Evaldi. I don't consider him like a true Yankee, plus he got Tommy John at the end, so it was like you would have had to wait another year and change anyway to potentially fix him. It's frustrating that they weren't able to, and then he ended up just being good with division rivals and um, is now helping another team to you know, a potential ALCS berth. Um, don't care about Hicks. He essentially blew game one by missing the hit and run call. I don't want that on my team. Um, even though he succeeded in game two, they're down 0-2, so it doesn't matter to me. Chapman, I'm not watching. I'll only watch if he implodes. That'll be great. He was um, so close. I still yeah. can't believe he didn't implode in game one. The oh, Orioles yeah. are such a good comeback team. Yep. He started that with a one-run lead with absolute disaster and then turned two. And it's like it, it reminded me of when he turned that triple play against the A's last year. Yeah. Where it was just like, what the – you – you're allowed to do that? Okay. I mean, but you know something's coming around the corner. So I, I'm not getting fooled by him. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You have Sonny Gray, another situation with the Twins. Again, do I regret 
not having Sonny Gray on the roster, not exactly. It's just wild how he leaves and then is an immediate Cy Young candidate with the Reds and now is about to put forth um, two full seasons of work with the Twins with a sub-3 ERA. And the Yankees actually did a good job in terms of negotiating that trade with the Athletics. Um, you want to talk about minimizing risk and um, you know maximizing the talent you're bringing back. Sonny Gray had all the potential in the world um, after like a down-ish year in what 2016 that was when he had like that five-something ERA. Um, they couldn't figure it out. Then he leaves and he tells everybody that, oh, yeah, um, the Reds figured it out fairly quickly. And um, dumbass Larry Rothschild yeah. was sitting here being like, you should try your worst pitch over and over again. They were like, do you have any analytics to back that up? He's like, smell those analytics, smell those analytics. And they're like, all right, buddy. I mean, you know, you're fired, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know I'm fired. I know I'm fired. <laughs> Sunny Gray is a great one. We'll learn if we need to get mad about that tonight because he's starting yeah. game three. Uh, so we'll we'll see. Yeah, God, Sunny Gray. But Correa is a great point. Um, even before Pablo Lopez was taking it to his former Corey team. Corey Seager, sorry. That was another one. That was the one I forgot to mention. Corey fucking oh. Seager, dude. Yeah, They're right. walking him every fucking at bat. That's a, Do- that's a Dodgers regret, too. Yeah. Like Before they dismantle the team and get rid of Turner, how do you get rid of the only guy who can consistently hit in the postseason for you and Corey Seager? Um, he asked me to choose between Seager and Correa. I'm still taking Correa on the short term versus yeah. Seager on the long term. Yeah, Future third baseman, future second baseman, non-shortstop, etc. I don't know how long Correa is going to be healthy and, and able to contribute at this level, but baseball instincts are top tier he engineered that vlad jr pickoff the way he has just taken it upon himself to take down the astros like it's not like it's not malice because he clearly like knows those guys and loves those guys but he's like i i'm i'm going to win i want to win i i left i'm gone now but you know it's not like he has hatred for them but he's like i know how to take you apart he's like when people are like, oh, no, the backup quarterbacks can give away all my secrets or whatever. He's like the actual superstar version of that. Who's like, I know their intricacies. I'm also uh, he, he took Framber Valdez to town early in game two and set the tone. Just waited on a looping curveball, which how long have we been begging the Yankees to just wait on those Framber Valdez looping curveballs? A, a pitch that does not impress me. You can show me 100 Framber starts and I'm going to be sitting staring at the TV going, just sit that one out. Just sit that one out. Just you take see it that. Coming. Just take that. That's a curveball. Okay, that one's a little up. You can bash that. Just take that one. That one's low. Uh, and he just stepped forward, sat back, hands back, crushed that one deep off the wall, got the scoring started in game two because, of course, he did, and just made it his mission repeatedly. And like, okay, runners on base? Great. I'm going to pick him up. So not only did we not sign Correa on the one-year deal when he was begging to come here, uh, but we facilitated his move to Minnesota last year. And, and he was largely irrelevant in Minnesota last year, didn't have much of an impact, had a meh season and came back when the Mets and the Giants both discarded his medicals. But imagine the Yankees making it past the ALDS last year in five against Cleveland, and then you've got this Correa versus Astros grudge match. The Yankees need that edge in a Houston series. They still have not found it outside of – Harrison Bader last year, kind of. Justin Verlander does the same thing in every single postseason before the World Series. That was the least interesting game of the playoffs so far. Verlander putting guys on base, pitching out of it. Looked exactly like game one of the ALCS last year. 
what were the Yankees missing in last year's postseason? Carl, you can actually make the very simple argument that the answer was Carlos Correa. And he's backing that up with his series so far uh, against the Astros. So that's a great call. I think most of our regrets are the people who never were Yankees but should have been. Yeah, players who uh, clearly have some sort of edge or intangible personality trait that Yankees players don't uh, because the Yankees are allergic to signing like bigger, bigger, larger than life, you know, figureheads who might say something a little bit controversial than media and might, you know, exacerbate the headlines in on the back pages, but the Yankees just inherently do that themselves. So maybe they should just not care about that for the time being uh, because you can say and pretty much do whatever you want um, within, you know, the correct uh, PR parameters. If you win a championship, Um, not saying they would have delivered a world championship last year, but I, uh, wonder what the roster would have looked like with IKF not at shortstop and Carlos Correa at shortstop. So I don't know. You tell me. Uh, basic baseball knowledge would say that the Yankees would be a much better team. I think they should regret. At this point, you know, I'm not going to – you can't go back in time and do revisionist history, but some of these some of these are – or the Yankees at least had the right idea with Pablo Lopez and then just maybe didn't trust their instincts as much and then let it go whatever, uh, you know, they, they clearly messed up with guys like Monty and Sonny Gray. Um, they didn't feel, you know, maybe they, they thought they trusted their processes too much and didn't think a guy like Correa um, was worth the money and thought he would bring as much of an upgrade as he theoretically would have. Um, so it is what it is, but I think at this point we're learning a lot about the non-moves that they made more, more so than anything else. Got it. It was it was so hard to criticize them last year during the first half. Like, how could you? Okay, you yeah. Plop, what are you gonna do? Plop Carlos Correa on this record-setting team, yeah. and then push came to shove in the second half. Uh, and again, Brian Hoax, sixty-two book, just like points is that it's remarkable how quickly things just go downhill in last year's season, and it comes through in all the quotes in that book. You you might forget how awful August was, but it's like. Every single page, it's like the Yankees have lost three more games in a row. They briefly righted the ship with an Andrew Benintendi home run and then lost five more. And it does just – it's sudden onset. It's like, what the fuck happened? And they make the ALCS, but ultimately we think of last season as a failure. We probably think of it as less of a failure if Carlos Correa is there to steady the ship, especially when it comes to October and they somewhat miraculously win that first-round series, have a chance to fulfill their destiny and make actual noise, and can't do it. Uh, so we'll keep, you know, chronicling the postseason as it comes. Uh, a shout out to the Braves holding it down for the 100-win behemoths. Uh, they might be the only one to advance, or they might not. They might get knocked out by Philly's incredible home field advantage. So They might. Uh, genuinely weird playoff so far. It's only, we're only two games into the real division series deep. But it's time for the Yankees offseason. And uh, the Athletic went ham brandon cuddy and chris kirshner this week predicting what they believe will occur in the team's offseason of course it uh, it's well trod territory already one week into the offseason because there are very few options on the free agent market and it's not hard to see where the yankees are being connected so uh their predictions i would say uh, are things that we have certainly discussed in the past and have our opinions have not changed much they think Yankees Yamamoto, uh, $200 plus million. That would be fantastic. I sure hope that goes down, although we'll talk more about Yamamoto in a second. 
they think uh, Cody Bellinger on a six-year, $150 million deal to New York. Plenty of ink getting spilled about Cody Bellinger this offseason. I will say I feel more comfortable at six years than the eight years I was fearing. I feel more comfortable at 150 than 200, but I still can't get myself there. They also predict Yankees Cardinals trade, of course. We got the pitching. They got the utility men. They're sending Brendan Donovan to the Yankees in this trade with Clark Schmidt and several other pieces uh, as options to go to St. Louis. Randy Vasquez, Clayton Beater is the way Kirshner completed the trade. Clayton Beater, I would think, would definitely be in that deal. Midwestern guy, potential starter, probably a reliever. Someone the Yankees might try to move after he made the Futures game before everybody figures out what he is. Putting Vasquez in there is definitely the definition of like, hey, you want to make it hurt? Like, Brian Cashman, do you want to win this trade or do you want to make a trade? Because uh, that would hurt for sure, including Brito in addition to Schmidt would hurt depth, but you might have to do it. And I think some fans would go, Brendan Donovan, we sure, but Brendan Donovan, third highest OPS on the Yankees this year, mm-hmm. played on the Yankees. Uh, power, OBP, average guy, 284, 365 OBP. It works. There are other predictions. Hal Steinbrenner makes the strongest statement yet about how angry he is. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe that's angry. Maybe that's wishful thinking. I also don't really know what that does for you, Uh, but I hope he gives a great speech. Be fun. Certainly be fun. More ammo to throw back in his face if the team fails again. And they say the Yankees are going to bring in some other former Yankees to the coaching staff. The way Andy Pettit became an advisor, the way Nick Swisher has somehow become involved in personnel decisions, Maybe he becomes a coach. Maybe Tino Martinez does. David Cohn comes down for the booth. Scott Brocious coached with the Mariners. Willie Randolph is chilling in New York. Uh, that is a prediction that I would say uh, down with. Again, uh, former Yankee, yeah. D- d- tell me how it's going to happen. I-, I don't care. Make it happen. But, like I, n- Nothing's stopping you, right? That's not, that's not a hard mm-hmm. one. Uh, perhaps most importantly, though, returning free agents, they have Montas, Keenan Middleton and Wandy Peralta on a two-year deal. That one stunned me. Which of these uh, sort of sets off your alarms the most? We're going to hear Yamamoto and Bellinger all offseason. So it's almost just like getting it out of the way. Like, yeah, 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 those things. Those are yeah. our uh, But what else really like hits you here? I think that I'm not insulting anybody. I think this is all very much low-hanging fruit off-season discussion. I don't think there's any validity to anything outside of Yamamoto where there's actually been – some sort of traction in terms of the Yankees scouting him and being present. Um, All the other links are surface level, basic fan knowledge, drawing parallels. Oh, Yankees need an outfielder. Cody Bellinger is a lefty and he had a good year. He could sign with the Yankees. Oh, the Cardinals have a lot of controllable, you know, position player depth that would bring value to the Yankees. Yankees have pitching. They can make this trade. Also, we've been talking about this trade for seven months now. So let's talk about it again. Bringing former Yankees in, sure. But guess what? Has that worked? Did anything turn around when the Yankees brought in Nick Swisher to advise the front office? Did anything turn around when Andy Pettit? Did you notice Nick Swisher was here? I I didn't. Andy Pettit coming. I thought Andy Pettit coming in in the middle of this season maybe sent a message in terms of a shakeup's coming. Clearly hasn't. I don't think Andy Pettit made a difference. And the shakeup wasn't coming. Exactly. And the shakeup is not coming. So – I don't know, and what uh, what were the other ones here? I have it. I have oh, just up. the re-signings, like bringing Wandy back no. on a two-year deal. Like no. I thought that no. you look at all his metrics, and nobody's more of a magician than Wandy. But he was like 
the FIPs in the fives, the expected ERAs in the high fours. He put so many men on base this season, like to the point where it's almost ridiculous he made it to the finish line without just a September full of regression. He's probably going to earn a two-year deal. He'll only be 34 at the end of it, freshly 34 too. So he's got his age 32 and 33 seasons. But like, how are the Yankees going to pay out reliever money? Big money, multi-year reliever contract this offseason? They're not that desperate for a lefty, are they? Like, don't they have to know that doesn't really matter? Yeah, I would say it doesn't really matter. I would also say like that's not going out on a limb. I think Wandy Peralta, who has loved it here, and the Yankees who have relatively loved Wandy Peralta, like that reunion doesn't shock me, and I don't. I don't know what was the what, was there a money projection in here? No money, know. no money. Just yeah, one so year like, for Keenan, one year for Montas, and and two for sure. one. IKF I mean, Sevi gone. Great, obviously. yeah. I mean, you predicted the Montas thing based on you know the 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 crumb trail from the uh, the rehab stint, which that made feels no like sense. a cinch. I would just be like, yep, that's yeah. happening at this point. Yeah, you to me, sure. none of, none of this stand. Oh, promoting prospects. Wow, cool. I mean. Again, none of this is like Luis Severino not returning. Oh man, don't don't fucking rock me to my core. Um, Where'd you guys pull that one from? Yeah, I mean, it's just like none of this, none of this does anything for me. Um, and uh, I, you know, I, again, not a criticism. I think like maybe this is all the Yankees have. Maybe maybe the Bellinger link has some validity to it, and it's the only thing that makes sense because you know Brian Cashman's tendencies on the trade market if the team really wanted to shake something uh shake things up you know i'm looking at teams like um the brewers the giants um maybe even uh uh the pirates or the cubs like teams that kind of are right there and have some assets but need a little bit of help in the prospect development um department where you can make a deal like you look at the brewers christian yelich willie adamas corbin burns maybe a couple relievers in there um i'm not saying it's a done deal i don't know if there's any traction there but it would make sense to 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 be able to pull off a deal like that they're going to be in turmoil they they uh craig council's probably gone they're probably going to want to do some sort of reset after getting kind they kind of got embarrassed to me in the wild card round losing yes, those two very much embarrassed. Um, you look at a team like the Giants, 2021, very much fluky, 107 win season, everything after that not really working out, though have assets to trade. Maybe the Mariners, maybe the Mariners need a little bit of a shakeup and they want to trade one or two guys. Like I'd be looking at teams that have an equal amount of desperation as the Yankees and the Cardinals is just the easiest one. The Cardinals and the Padres are the two easiest ones. Oh, man, these teams should have been contenders. Oh, man, they weren't. Oh, man, this was disappointing. It's like, yes, we have to – I think the offseason is a little bit more unpredictable than just the stuff that's sitting right in front of your face. Um, and I think that's what a lot of this prediction stuff is. Um, and then you want to talk about Yamamoto. I think the bigger surprise here is that the Mets could outbid us, and that yeah. could just be the end of it. I think if you want to talk you – know, your your offseason prediction is the Yankees sign Yamamoto. How about your offseason prediction is the Yankees go into a hardcore bidding war with the Mets for Yamamoto? That would be yeah. an offseason prediction. And don't win because you're not winning that. If, yeah. if, if the Mets are making it obvious they're interested, 
Cashman has made it so obviously clear he'd either he better either have a done deal or be willing to outbid all comers for Yamamoto, no matter the cost, because he's yeah. over in Japan doing a victory lap. And I saw somebody tweet like he doesn't do this unless he's sure. I'm going to amend that. He doesn't do this unless he's sure or he's stupid. Yeah. And it's one of the two. He certainly was. He didn't think Otani was going to say no when he was dressed like an elf on Christmas Eve. So he either knows he's got Yamamoto in the bag or he's underestimating Steve Cohen's offer. Because what we're hearing is that the Mets plan to go very hard for Yamamoto as well. And for the first time in forever, they've always had the capacity under Cohen to go harder than anybody else. They haven't gotten in the Yankees way. They didn't want to interrupt them on Aaron Judge. If they want to interrupt them on Yamamoto, they can finish the deal here. Yeah. I don't I, I really don't think they do if that's the case. Um, and you look at the Mets' grander plans. Look, they uh they stole Kodai Senga with that deal. That was a deal the Yankees should have made. That was a mm-hmm. deal the Yankees did not make. Think about how different life would be for the Yankees if they went for that instead of Carlos Rodon. Do I again revisionist history? I think they should have probably gotten both. That's my opinion. Um, but the Mets went in. It was a relatively quiet market for Sanga. They appeared to overbid. They hit the jackpot. Now they have the upper hand. You look at the Mets. They clear. You know they in theory cleared payroll, but realistically, what they did is they just bought a new farm system. So now. You potentially create a destination for Shohei Otani um, because his timeline with the surgery now lines up for 2025, which is mm-hmm. when the year the Mets are believe they're going to f- fully be back to contention. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know this is this is a version of low hanging fruit, but if you bring in another Japanese countryman onto your team and you have you know Yamamoto and Kodai Senga in the rotation, why would that not entice Shohei Otani to potentially come to the Mets? I don't think that makes it a done deal. I think it makes a fairly good argument. And then you have the money side of it. Steve Cohen has all the money in the world. Is Steve yeah. Cohen going to spend the money here? I don't know. If he He's obviously a smart guy. I think you know the international ramifications of these types of contracts. You see it in the NBA all the time when they when teams sign foreign-born players. They get... You know, the 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 merchandise deals overseas, they get the TV deals overseas, you get all this other exposure and different uh streams of revenue. So, like that's that's a business move. I, I don't know if it's going to happen. You want to talk about, you know, you read that LA Times article about where's Otani gonna go? Everybody is saying it's the Dodgers, but also yeah. this man loves to, you know, this man loves to buck conventional, you know, just conventional wisdom. He Everybody does. linked him to the Yankees the first time. The Yankees were the first team he eliminated from his search. He's and always he's the Angels convention. It's his favorite yeah. thing to do. He bucks it. <laughs> uh, it's and then he goes to the Angels, which is like like the Angels. I can't think, and I'm not insulting the Angels. I just can't think of a more irrelevant team right like, now for sure. 82 and 80 every year under Otani's reign. Supposed until to be good. Worse. Supposed to be good, not hood, uh, not good. Supposed to be in L.A., not in L.A. Definitely not hood. <laughs> They're not. Yeah, that is not a hood team. That is the suburbs. Um, I, I, I don't. I, I like. I, I just if if Steve Cohen is anywhere near Yamamoto, and the Yankees are involved in this, and it comes down to if it comes down to going, you know, push comes to shove with the money. I, I don't. I. It, the the money here is like the two hundred million dollar figure that the athletic put up. It's like that was like the rumored number the entire time. Like Masahiro Tanaka got one hundred fifty five million, and they paid a twenty million posting fee, which is 
175 million. Yamamoto, I think, is younger than Tanaka was and is regarded as one of the best starters in Japanese league history after he completed this season. So I think it might be a little bit more than, you know, $25 million than, you know, Masahiro Tanaka's contract. Um, and I don't think the Mets sneeze at the $200 million deal, especially if it is another player in his prime. Um, and again, contract's going to pay for itself probably through other streams of revenue. So the Yankees, I guess they better be ready to go spending big money. I just don't, I, that, that doesn't give me confidence that they're going to do that unless they have other ways of bringing in talent through these other shrewd trades, take the Cardinals out of this. I don't know if the Cardinals are a fit or if they're willing to part with that young talent as, as soon as possible. The Cardinals also have money. Like, I don't know why they would be looking at the Yankees for pitching. The Yankees pitching is fine. The Cardinals can go out and get a Blake Snell. They can go out and get um, Aaron Nola. They can wait for next offseason to get Max Freed. Like, they don't need to start trading away players with in, inherent cost-effective value for players who are like Michael King. Like, do you, are, do you trust Michael King as a starter? I like what I'm seeing. Do you think the Cardinals are like, oh, yeah, that's a 32 32- you know, start a year guy who has, you know, proven himself over eight starts this year after being a reliever. Like, I don't, I just don't think that that's the match. I could be wrong. I don't know, but um, these predictions don't do much. I, I need some off the cuff stuff where there's a little bit more um, nuance to the thought process. Cause this is all, this is all baseline stuff that we've kind of drawn conclusions to all year. Predict me Juan Soto. Show me Juan Soto. Sure. Give me Juan Soto. Um, if you're a betting man, you want to bet on the Yankees offseason again, YGY betting is the promo code mm. bet three, six, five is today's sponsor. Uh, if you are a new user and you register with our code YGY betting, you are now eligible to receive $150 in bonus bets. Just deposit that $10, place a $5 wager on any game. Once that first bet settles, you will receive $150 in bonus bets. Even if you lose, as long as you use the code YGY betting at sign up. Only new customers, only 21 plus, only physically present legal gambling states. Always gamble responsibly. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer. See if you qualify on Otani. You want to talk about the Mets laying the groundwork? Maybe they are. Uh, For the first time in a long time this week, we did get some non-positive Red Sox buzz. uh, And I think even more so than Sean McAdams' report from the Red Sox front office meetings, their early planning meetings, and they're doing stuff, by the way. They gutted the coaching staff this week. Carlos Febles, gone. Dave Bush, gone. Uh, Sean McAdam, even more important than this, which McAdam says, quote, according to a source at a preliminary planning meeting for the Red Sox offseason held last month, Otani was not at all a focus. Meanwhile, another source noted principal oh, no. John Henry remains philosophically skittish over the prospect of the kind of lengthy mega deals that it would take to land Otani McAdam framed it as a real long shot at this point. Uh, Get that New Balance CEO in the room. Uh, But that is pretty damning. But even more damning is Will Middlebrooks in the comments. Most of the Otani buzz was because Will Middlebrooks on his podcast was like, hey, I can't can't say anything more. I don't want to say anything. But this front office definitely looking for a – they want to – you know, they're looking for a way to, you know – Otani, they're looking for a, a way. And so everybody's just kind of like, all right, either he knows a massive whopper or he just is hoping against it. But the way he phrased it was definitely, I know something you don't know. And somebody in the comments of this tweet tagged him. Why did Will Middlebrooks report it? 
and Will Middlebrook said, quote unquote, reported, I stated my opinion that I thought they would be in on him. That is, that is not what you did. That is not what you did. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it was never as real as you made it out to be. But your statement, Will Middlebrook's statement was not, I hope the Red Sox are in on Otani. It was, I know something about the front office's plan, and they're going to be more in on him than you think. And uh, Sean McAdam, it would it would seem that either something has changed in the last few weeks or they were never in on him in the first place. Hope that the negative buzz continues because that's the one thing I can't take this offseason. I don't even care if he's a bust. Because you know what? The Red Sox signed Otani for $500 million. You would get a fleet of Red Sox fans saying, overpay, he's injured, I'm scared, I don't like that deal. You You don't like that deal. You don't like that deal? Red Sox fans, you don't like Shohei Otani, the MVP, choosing your team. Cool. Cool. Don't need to hear from you. Cool. Really? And that's what we would be inundated with. And then he would have like a tough two weeks in April, and we would get, I knew it was risky. I knew it. And I knew we shouldn't have gotten, I knew we shouldn't have gotten literally Shohei Otani. I knew it. Like, okay, cool. (laughs) I knew we shouldn't have signed the greatest free agent in modern history. I just, yeah, I knew it. It was on me. I knew that actually. (laughs) I could give a shit about this rumor, to be honest with you. Um, It's, I'm just, I'm not, it's not going to, I'm not going to get, worked up about it i'm not gonna i'm done like looking at I'm, I'm done looking at anything relevant to red sox twitter um and them thinking they're like it's funny you have you have two opposite ends and i'm sure yankees fans are like this and you know feel free to tell us how how we are but yeah we have two contingents of red sox fans who are like oh my god done deal he's coming here new balance ceo you've never you never even heard of a link like this this is the only place you can get new balance shoes boston like if he wants shoes he's gonna come to boston they might as well let the tampering begin now because he might as well be a red sock and then you have the other side where it's like i don't know it's like you know why would you want to put another contract like this on the books it's a, it could be problematic for the future of the org it's like you know a bunch of a bunch of guys who are um uh clinging to the fenway sports book uh or the the fenway uh sports groups uh uh checkbooks it's like what what do you what does it matter to you who what, gives what? a shit yeah no nobody cares like you at this point you need to be getting better in any way possible. And we saw the funny comments where it's like, this team already has three DHs. Why would they get another? And it's because you would get the best DH. uh, Maybe ever. Ever. And you could just get rid of the three other shitty ones that you have. Maybe, maybe that's just the way, maybe that's the cost of doing business as a big market team. Um, You got rid of your general manager, president of baseball ops at the time that you did for a reason. Um, you fell for him being scapegoated on top of, you know, I don't think Heimblum did a good job with what he was given. He was also given a plate of shit. So it was very difficult to deal with in, in all aspects, but um, either way there, there's a rhyme or reason to all of this happening. So it appears the Red Sox are positioning themselves to do something. Um, but it's just funny how you have these such different, differing perspectives around the same fan base who largely agrees that like, Things have been an embarrassment. Things have been tough. They went to Fan Fest in the winter to boo the ownership group. Oh, and now they're oh. saying, you know what, guys? And we we do see a point here why you shouldn't sign arguably the best player that we've ever seen oh. in, in modern history because it, it could cost too much money and it could set the team up poorly for for down the road. It's like, okay. Or you could just sign him and then sign a couple other good players and probably just be right back to where you were five years ago. Um, and undo all the bad shit that you did to yourself. But I don't know. I can't pay attention to it because it's all – first of all, the offseason's a month away. 
So we're, we're about a month out. Um, and again, I, I firmly believe that based on kind of the way Otani's agent has handled himself, weird guy, weird name. What's his name again? It's like Nez Bolello. Yeah, Nez Bolello. It's like, okay, dude, cool. Um, very uh, cryptic statement on the elbow surgery. Um, just insistence that Shohei Otani is going to be fine. Okay, cool. Like, whatever. I, I just, uh, I, I, I am not going to put it past anybody um, in like his close uh, circle to just start throwing information out there to get people you know, looking in other directions before, as they plan their next move. I don't know what the next move is going to be, but um, something tells me that based on his first go around in free agency, they're not dropping a Red Sox nugget out there to be, to have you be like, Oh yeah, so he's going to sign with the Red Sox. Now that's done deal. It's finished. Yeah. So um, just don't, I, I can't be bothered with this. That's all. No, 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 no. Me neither. But we did talk about it for five minutes and isn't that the most important thing <laughs> of all. Um, that is it for this edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Uh, Astros twins coming up this afternoon. Hopefully that oh, is afternoon. Uh, what is it? Four? Yeah, four o'clock baseball game. Like baby. Watch this show. Listen to it. If you missed it live, then watch the baseball insiders at three 30. Then go watch the damn twins. And Sonny Gray. Uh, is it really Sonny Gray or is it going to be Joe Ryan? I, I don't know why they went Bailey over in the first game. Neither do I. I think maybe wrong that with was... Joe Ryan. Is he like not well? Let's see. Not well. He's the game four starter, but I uh, I don't know. You want to talk about long layoffs? Like everybody crying about the layoffs between the DS and the wild card. What about his innings limit? He's in his second year, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. Bailey Ober stunk though, so I don't I don't know, folks. Um, but hey, the Twins could pull this one off. I'll love them forever. Uh, hopefully, some good baseball this afternoon. If you aren't subscribed to the YouTube channel or the podcast, recommend you do so as the weather turns. It's beautiful in New York but it does feel like October. Uh, so stay inside November, listen to the show, and then we'll be with you all winter meetings long as the Yankees hopefully do do things. Spoiler alert, Yamamoto, Bellinger, and Hal Steinbrenner makes a fiery speech at some point. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. But then next May when the Yankees are 12 under says, I don't understand. Why is everybody – I thought you loved losing. Don't you guys, aren't you guys gluttons for punishment? Don't you eat losing up like a roast beef? <laughs> uh, no, we don't. We want to win. Um, I'm Adam Weiner. You can find me on Twitter or X as the site is now known. That's X. Uh, you find me there at Adam Weiner. I'm Thomas Carinante. Where can the people find you? I'm at Tommy's underscore takes. Uh, we are at the official Yanks Go Yard. Twitter we are account. at Yanks Go Yard FS. Going to be there all off season long. We're having a good time. We are two subscribers away from 700 on you. We YouTube. are. We are. I like the number seven. 700 pretty cool bigger than seven also has a number seven in it so yep. head on over there subscribe uh this is where we're going to be for a good portion of the off season um talking with you guys having some fun um doling out all these scenarios trying to figure out what the yankees are going to do trying to understand the landscape of the rest of mlb as all this uh comes into focus and materializes so we appreciate you guys uh reading listening hanging out in here with us Going over to yanksgoyard.com, lots of content there. Uh, a lot of you are reading today, especially over this last week. I think we've had some good stuff there um, for you guys to digest and come in here to talk about. So keep it coming. We'll talk to you again on Thursday. In the meantime, we might have another interview with a former Yankee, so stay tuned. It'll be a great time if uh, if we pull it off. Um, and, yeah, reach out to us on uh, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Um, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Enjoy these playoffs. Uh, let's go Twins. 
Let's go Twins. Again, turn your alerts on. Hopefully fresh interview content coming at you this week and subscribe now. Be number 700. I just checked. It's still 698. Nobody subscribed during the show. I have faith in you. Send it to your friends. Send it to your boss. Send it to Shohei Otani's agent, Nez Bolello, and said these guys are shit talking your name. You better subscribe. (laughs) Uh, One of those three things. We'll see everybody back here on Thursday live, and hopefully in between you get some fresh video content with a former Yankee fan favorite. So until then, take care, y'all. Watch the playoffs. Go Twins. Go Joe Ryan. And uh, let's get some fresh blood in the CS and World Series. How about this? Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.